Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Okay, so this is going to be a cool week. I came up with this idea myself. Don't look at me like that. This is actually not, not a bad idea. This is good. My okay. brain has stopped, so, so this is good. I, I totally, totally stole this idea from like another podcast. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So that means it works. Perfect. Um, but I just, I got thinking about it. It's on the internet. So, it must work. Yeah. No, no, this is from the internet. Um, oh. Anyways, happy Zen. Welcome, folks. Happy Zen Podcast. Yes. Thank you for joining us on another exciting episode. Hopefully, you've been tuning into our previous ones. Uh, last episode was a fantastic one. And... Adam guarantees me this one will be just as good, if not better. Yeah. And if not, you go back and listen to all of our other episodes and you be the judge. Yes. Like, look at all that, of them. That way they'll go back and listen to the episodes. Yeah, amazing. Anyways. Okay. So, no. I was thinking, I was thinking about recording it, right? So, where this came from today, I really want to get into this. Marvel, Disney, all this, they've taken over this whole um, universe piece, right? Like MCU. It's an acronym that's basically pop culture now. It's known, like my kids understand MCU, what that means, right? And it means a whole thing around the involvement of these characters and this content. And it's it's going to live lifetimes. It's, it's, it's going to live a very long time. So what I want to think about a little bit, and I've heard this question asked in a few different podcasts, one of them being Fat Man Beyond and just so on, is let's get into the world of like movie universes, right? Attempted universes or universes that exist that aren't MCU. So we can't talk about MCU because I mean, it's, we've, we've done so much on that. So let's talk other we've stuff. We've never talked about a Marvel property at all. Wait, sorry. You got that backwards. We only talked about Marvel <laughs> yeah, properties. Exactly. My bad. Yeah. Well, it's not like you can talk about DC properties. But anyways, <clears throat> um, zing. Sound effect entered. There. I have Shazam at home. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. But the thing is you waited. And if it was MCU, you would have already watched it. I got it from the library for free. Yeah, exactly. So you didn't buy it. Free. Anyways, but I think there is... Um, Many, many uh, production studios are trying to replicate the idea of a universe. Some of it has worked. Some of it hasn't worked. Some of it, for some reason, hasn't been explored yet. And so in this episode, what I want to do is talk about the cinematic universes that have existed, that we like, that have been influential, cinematic universes that, my God, why did they waste their time? And maybe some cinematic universes we would like to see with all the things that are happening with Netflix and Warner Brothers and everybody's looking for content, content, right? That's where I was going, a content. And so I think there's a lot up for grabs out there that they could be doing. I'm not a big fan when they take our universes and just do more cartoon universes. I'm having a hard time with that. I don't really like that, but that's probably just because I'm getting up in age and I'm really selective on the cartoons I do watch. Because I'm going to face some ridicule. So I'm selective on those things. But where I was starting to really get this idea from, aside from the podcast, was uh, my kids were watching Godzilla. And they Which watched, Godzilla? Well, they accidentally grabbed the 1954 version of Godzilla from, uh, I think it was a library. That shocked them because they hadn't ever seen anything that looked like that before. So it was quite funny. Daddy, the TV's broken. There's no color. The sound so they're, yeah, their mouths are not matching yeah, what the, they're speaking. The sound doesn't match the action. And is that a man in a suit? So anyways. Um, yeah, so? So anyways, and then we borrowed the uh, newest version of Godzilla, not the King of the Monsters. The Godzilla had Brian Cranston Brian in Cranston, it. Brian Cranston, yeah. Yeah, and so kind of kicked off a little bit. And then I explained 
a little bit of the monster universe that's potentially happening with that with King Kong. So we threw King Kong on with Netflix. And so it made sense of so the monarch thing, right? So it made sense. And so then they posed the question like, what, is this like an MCU thing? And I went, oh my God, I thought about it. This generation is always going to look at everything else as an MCU type thing. Right. Not going to realize that some of these things actually were before MCU, sure. yeah. right? I mean, so, Godzilla would be certainly, like you said, one of the earliest examples of that kind of shared absolutely. universe. So then I, I went on YouTube and uh, where they have everything Godzilla. And I showed them uh, one of the best clips I could find was an eight minute clip of all the Godzilla roars from 54 to 2015. Okay. <laughs> so they were all like, 10 to 30 seconds long from the multitude of Godzillas over the years, right? And uh, they just couldn't believe how many renditions of Godzilla had existed. How many of them were still a person in a suit, like into like the 2000s, by the way. Uh, 1999 Godzilla was still looked like a man in a suit. So anyways. Sadly, I don't think it was, which is even worse. Wait, if you're talking the Japanese one or the yeah, American one? Yeah, no, 99 when it was still a guy in a suit. I'm not talking about the Matthew Broderick run. Wasn't that 98? 98 was the Broderick run. Okay. 99 to Yeah, the Japanese ones, absolutely. But yeah, no, yeah no, the, I think the American one was so, the first time. Yeah, but they did an iguana. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they just fucked right up. Yeah. But anyways, um, so we got this whole conversation and then I, I started like, explaining to them. And my, my kids, are, you know, my oldest is really into a lot of horror movies lately too. Really, really exploring that world. And I said, uh, but there's like a whole other universe there. And they don't get their universes. So it really, it really sparked this conversation to think about we grew up with some universes. We also grew up in the generation of some of the greatest cartoons and television sitcoms that existed, which are slowly making their way to properties uh, that are movie properties or attempts at movies or could be woven together as universes slowly. So I want to play around with some of this conversation. I think it's a fun conversation. It's totally our generational conversation because this is why these universes are coming to the screen is because we influence them as youth and growing up because the people that are more successful than us are the ones that are actually creating the films that we're watching now is what you're saying yeah we got a job yeah okay fair enough anyways so to kick it all off let's talk about um universes that we have seen over the years film wise um or attempts at film wise let's just identify a few okay i can tell you the first one i think would fall under that umbrella i think and it's kind of funny because they tried to redo it recently. And we'll probably talk about that maybe later. Uh, that'd be the Universal Horror Monsters. Yes, yeah, so exactly where we want to start. Yeah. Dracula, Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein's Monster, The Mummy. Each one had their own individual movies. And then they started to cross over. And then they started to have, much like the MCU, they, it was a shared universe. These creatures would show up in multiple movies. And then it got real weird because you had like, Abbott and Costello, I think, showed up in some of them. But that would be the first one. The Godzilla I, I, ones, although, are also back there because, I mean, that's another universe. But I, I think... But I would I would argue and say the Universal Monsters, horror, like, yeah, I, yeah. they were first. Yeah. Because if you look at Godzilla from 54 into the mid-60s before they started introducing any of the other characters. This is mostly Godzilla versus a villain. Yes. As yeah. opposed to multiple villains or... The villains getting their own movies and exactly yeah, and they didn't tie King Kong right away, right? That was a thing they did later on. So the Universal uh, monster movies, they they were they're first, yeah, definitely first. And and there was 
a lot of great, exciting conversation that this thing was going to get rebooted. And there was a slow attempt. I think as recently as 2015, there's like a notorious photo spread. I think it was in Variety or one of them. Yeah. Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe. Uh, all these people that were going to take up these roles, they were going to reboot all these franchises with the very first one being The Mummy. And how could The Mummy fail? We've already had three of them. Well, it tanked hard. Super hard. It does say something, too, when they're Brendan Fraser Mummy. Oh, they're way better. We're way better. They, they have, the replayability only speaks to the fact that I still watch it on TV every, what, six weeks? It's on somewhere on a Saturday for four hours straight. Four runs straight, I should say. Um, and they were, they were very entertaining movies, actually. I thought they were quite they're good. They're dumb fun, but they're yeah. fun. Yeah. The problem with The Mummy, the Tom Cruise one, was it was, A, Tom Cruise was the focus, not The Mummy, and it was way too serious. Like, it was trying to be, like, and so that, super serious. And that drives me nuts, because Tom Cruise doesn't always need to be the focus. He, he, listen, movies do well when he is Mission Impossible, which is another one we'll get to. But the reality is, is that if they had to let that be the focus of the monster and then the the celebrities that were in there didn't have to be the big focus, there, there might have been a chance for that to last. That might have lasted. But unfortunately, we lost it. Well, and it's, it's with funny. the death of the mummy was the death of the entire... It's apparently. the way the studio system is. They, they put everything behind one, and if it doesn't do well... Because, yeah, they were expecting, I think, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Yep. Russell Crowe was... Uh, Dr. Jekyll in the mummy movie. Like they yep. had already set him up. They, they set it up. I forget. Uh, I don't know if the Benicio del Toro Wolfman was in that group or if, cause that was earlier. I don't know if, I think maybe they were going to restart it again. Um, yeah, there but, was, there was a Wolfman I see on Netflix um, from universal studios that is recent. I did. Wasn't the Benicio del Toro one. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that was an attempt at it as well. So that, that, you know, lack of homework, folks. In any so. event, it didn't. Yeah, it, it which is dis- disappointing because those are characters that have lasted like since, you know, literary classics that were able to transcend into film, which have tons of history, successful history. Even when they were sort of like B-rated horror movies, they're still really good in the sense that they had replayability. How many renditions of most of these characters have we seen? Like, this take Dracula, for example. Like, I mean, dozens upon dozens. But you know, you know, maybe it's just that the young audience isn't there for that anymore, you know? I think they tried too quickly to jumpstart that universe when they didn't have enough ducks in the row. Well, it is a Warner Brothers thing, and it's not like Warner Brothers hasn't already tried that once too many times. I just times. don't get how Warner Brothers keeps fucking up these jumps. Like, they, they have such good content. For a company like... Marvel, which we're not getting into this episode, but much like them, they own all of their property and they have their own studio. There yeah. should be, there's nothing preventing them. Well, I mean, no matter how hard, hard we try in this episode, folks, it's it, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear a lot of comparisons. You know what? Back. I just realized what I said. I'm wrong. That doesn't make any sense. It's not Warner Brothers that did that. It's in fact Universal. Universal, because it's the Universal horror movies. But it's the same. So, Universal's a studio. They have yeah. their own production companies. They have their own entities. But yeah, that's right. Same concept. It's right? the same idea. It's just they haven't already failed. No, but recently. you kind of just segued into the next conversation then, probably, which is like the Warner Brother DC thing. Like, how is that? I just can't get over how it doesn't work. It's just, and it's, it's so such a weird thing because they're great characters. They really are. Well, and I'm not a big I'm not a big DC fan, but honestly, they are good characters. And they fragmented now because now they have like two of them, yeah. maybe three that have done well, like in the individual movies. So now they're like, well, do we reboot everything? We can't because people love the characters that are working. 
So they're kind of stuck. But we talked about this before. Like, it's a comic book. There's always yeah. ways around it. They can do a weird time shift. Well, they can change universes. The CW thing they're doing. That is actually working. The CW thing is their, it's the, so did far you, it's their best iteration. Did you see they're doing the Flashpoint thing? They're, they've done Flashpoint. They're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on yeah. Earth. Yeah. So they're doing everything that they couldn't do in the movies with television. What I wish they would do is accept. But why couldn't they do it with movies? Uh, I'm going to go the other route on this one and just say, accept that that's where it's working mm-hmm. and stay with it. Just stay with it there. Because you're going to create a Warner Brothers app. app you're going to need content. You can step up. Then why not make movies from those characters, from the TV yes. characters? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that too. It's that an makes established sense. thing that is yeah. working. Yeah. Uh, I you mean, they sort it. of kind of have when they do these crossover events every year because it's like Great. four or five episodes that are all part of one story. But again. Do you think do you think Warner Brothers is destined just to stay on the proverbial small screen? They're successful. They're I successful, would say successful. that except for the fact that they have like a Wonder Woman and an Aquaman that seems to do very well, which and I you, don't know. The it, thing it's is, a weird Warner, Bro- Warner Brother is Warner Brothers and DC are probably going to do the one thing and I'm going to get again. Sorry, I'm going to compare to Marvel. But you look at Marvel's already launched when they go Disney. They've said that they're going to have whatever are the Disney Plus series are going to be integrated in the, the universe. So they're going to weave in and out. Warner Brothers could potentially do that. If they have to hit reset, which they it's kind of becoming a reality, they have to reset in some capacity, they could use CW as the core. The films could stem from CW as big standalone properties that weave back into CW, and the CW could be the main thread timeline, and it would work. It would work, but it I, it won't happen because they've got their head up their asses. And they yeah, because that's logical. That, yeah. And unfortunately, the only thing that they've been able to prove that works for them are... Usually, Batman, always works. Batman movies. Yeah. In most cases, his own. Superman movies on his own. Yeah. It's the it's really the solo movies where things are doing well. It's anytime they seem to put them together is where they have trouble. They try too hard. They try too hard. They try too hard, and they insist they, it's they, going to be a blockbuster. Well, and they have a hard time blending. Superman is more of a light story. Yeah. Batman, obviously, more of a darker story. They have a real hard time. Like they really, with Batman v Superman, it was like, well, we're just going to go dark the whole thing. Like they had a hard time blending the two. And then when you add Wonder Woman into the mix too, you know, it's just, they just make a a bleak movie because it works for Batman. But that's not Superman, unless that's the specific story you're trying to tell. They they have a real hard time of mixing that. Whereas, okay, we have to keep using Marvel as the benchmark. Well, because no, it, you can use Aquaman here. I think you could actually yeah, I haven't use, seen it, so I can't. You can speak to I Aquaman. actually could just say you could use Aquaman because what they did was they found the blend of that. Mm-hmm. I found they, they had the darkness for the crisis element within the movie. They had the fun, lighthearted uh, Arthur Curry, and then he had to get that reality of responsibility growing up. Like, I mean, the true backstory that you're going to get with all these superheroes, but they did it in a way that had that transitional growth. They had the dark. They had the light mixed together. They had the the crisis pieces that seemed like the foreshadow of doom kind of concept, and then him being the light pushing it through to a positive story. They did all that. It worked really, really well. Kind of not as Wonder Woman was probably darker than Aquaman. Aquaman definitely had more light in it, in the sense of just being a brighter concept. So when you have all that, they know how to do it. Aquaman showed that they could do it. Um, it's just a, a shame that they just haven't figured that out. And I could even argue, even though everyone no one, no one wants to tie this movie together with everything, I could even say Green Lantern wasn't bad for that. 
I it gets a lot of shit kick, and I get it, but I don't know why because it was good. And think about it, folks. If you hadn't held on to Ryan Reynolds as a Green Lantern, the popularity of the movie alone would just be up there, kind of like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and you'd sell a lot more tickets and probably have some comic relief and all with Momoa and be really, really likable. Instead, you lost him to Deadpool, and you're never getting him back. Yeah, and to be honest, like I never, I never had an issue. Like I didn't hate Green Lantern. I mean, it didn't. It actually stand made out. me like the character. Yeah, I mean, but it, it for me it wasn't like super memorable. But at the same time, it wasn't memorable for bad reasons as well. Like I, I don't know. It was fine. It was mediocre. It was in the middle. It was, I guess maybe because we grew up with like the late '90s and the 2000s superhero movies, maybe we're more forgiving. To we're that used kind of to thing. standalones. Yeah. So well. I don't. Yeah, we're so used, yeah, we're used to movies that we're not sure if we're gonna get a sequel or not, and we're comfortable with it. So right now, uh, okay. so we've got Universal uh, Dark Universe, which we'll never see. It would seem, at least not immediately future. Uh, we have the DC Universe, which pff, I don't know. Shrug could be. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? It's really gonna come down to what happens in the next two years when Wonder Woman, the second one, comes out. If they ever decide what to do with Flash. And whatever they decide to do with Aquaman. Okay. Then there's talk of the the new Batman movie. Obviously, he's been cast. So, but again, is that even part of the universe? Also, there's like nine Joker movies being made. What the hell's going on with that? Who yeah, knows? There's just too much going on. Suicide there. Squad two. Yeah, it's just a mess. It's a mess. They, they're really just throwing everything. They at should the wall. really just start over. They have thrown everything at the wall, and now they're trying to take a piece of yarn and tie it all together. Yeah. And that's just so weird. It doesn't work. Anyways, let's talk about something that is probably closer to our our hearts our um, childhood memories and maybe maybe something that's closer to our unwrapping of gifts at birthdays and holidays and that's Hasbro and Transformers. Mm, yeah, that's a mixed bag. Critically huge flop, commercially huge success in almost every case, although the last couple... So the same story as the cartoon as a childhood. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So it lived up to its own expectations. Yeah. I mean, there's some of them that were terrible. Let's just stop for stop for a second. How excited was it? How excited were you? Because I, I kind of remember how excited I was when I was told there was going to be a live action Transformers. Then I finally got to see some, you know, a, basically a, a, a teaser. And I got to see Optimus Prime transform in life opposed to people and actually look like a physical building, like a physical vehicle. The moment that... Uh, Peter Cullen spoke as yes. Optimus Prime. That was that was the, that probably was the smartest move they made yeah. was having him because that is the voice of Optimus Prime. Uh, certainly, that first one is a high watermark for them. I've I've got it at my house. I haven't watched it, but I've heard the Bumblebee movie is supposed to be quite good. I was really impressed. I watched it on a plane. Really impressed. Actually, the weak point of the movie was John Cena, which it should be because it's John Cena. I love him, but seriously, not The Rock. Um, yeah. So, anyways, with that being said. The rest of it, I was actually impressed. Still a little pissed that they're not letting Bumblebee talk. Drives me nuts. Um, Spoilers. Why, why do they hold on to that? Drives me nuts. Bumblebee know. had a lot to say in the cartoon. He yeah. was pretty important last time I checked. Anyways, whatever. And they always have this thing with having to be, the, he has to be the young Autobot. Yet when you watch the cartoon, he wasn't the young Autobot. No. He'd been around for ages. Yes. He was kind of an old man in some cases. But anyways. Anyways, yeah. with that being said. I, I, I have enjoyed that. Now, what's bothering me is this talk 
I don't know, do you like this idea of the G.I. Joe Transformers possibly sharing a universe? They keep saying They're that's going to happen, but yeah. I don't know. The whole idea of John Cena's character coming in is apparently tying that shit together. Is there history in the cartoon of that happening? Because I can't remember that happening. There, there, was, there was a crossover, yeah. My only problem with that is... If they're in the same universe, wouldn't the Joes always be fighting against the Decepticons? Like, I would think the Decepticons would be such a large issue. Or, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not surprised because Hasbro probably sees money with that. They're like, well, these are two franchises. Transformers obviously did better than GI Joe, so it doesn't surprise me per se. But I'm not. I don't. I have no desire for like i wouldn't go out of my way and be like this is the greatest day of my life if it happened i feel like that's how they're gonna save gi joe though oh yeah like definitely gi joe is the one that needs the help and I, i'm so disappointed that yeah and i mean we tied this hasbro thing together gi joe even though they haven't made it a complete connected universe let's be fair it's hasbro making this shit i i couldn't get over the utter utter failing of gi joe like just you had such the characters didn't need to be deep they just needed to be surface material, just like they were. And you tried to make them deep. I didn't need deep, right? Like, I mean, and some of the casting, I, I can hear all over the place with the casting. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know how many Hollywood celebrities would be like, because the agent goes, uh, listen, uh, you kind of want to play Duke from G.I. Joe? What the fuck? How many lines am I going to have? Four? Like, what did the guy even say? So other than go Joe's, like, I mean, what else does he say? So I can see the... the you know you're the, in trouble when franchise viagra jumps in and granted the second gi joe movie is arguably the better one but still it's not great like it's and then they killed off duke or like well did they kill him or he just disappeared i can't remember he's gone he's out of the mix and what was he roadblock is that who the yeah. rock was yeah and somehow he became the yeah. number one gi joe well it's just the rock but yeah that's okay we'll probably would save that movie so the part that killed and me... it's been a long time now since we've had a G.I. Joe movie, all, so I don't know. All they had to do, all they had to do to make that work was actually what they kind of did in the first few Transformers was they made Megatron... Like, in the Transformers, they did well with Megatron. They did... You, you, can, you can't fuck up the Transformers on the, the Autobot side. Just get some of the core guys, make sure they live up to the personality traits you gave them in the cartoon... But you need Megatron to be Megatron. You need Starscream to be Starscream. They did that. So all they really had to do with Joe's was make Cobra Commander the Cobra Commander, and the rest of it would have fallen into place. And boy, did they oh boy. screw that up huge. And wait, they had a great actor that could wait, have you, done you it. You don't remember Cobra Commander being good friends with Duke? You don't remember that being part of the story? Again, backstory unnecessary. Why? And then, yeah, and then it was, what's his name? Um, why can't I think of his Joseph name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Which... If given the opportunity, as an actor, good. But what I don't know what they did there. I feel like he probably was, and I'm totally assuming, obviously. But I feel like they probably handed him the script, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, being the kick-ass guy that he is, they're probably like, "Oh my God, Cobra Commander from my childhood. Yes, totally going to do this. I would love to play it." 
Then they get there and they tell him the whole concept of how they want to do Cobra Commander. And he was probably like, oh my God, this is not at all what I wanted. Where's my blue mask on my yeah, head? I should have a mask. Where's... You should not see my face. I should yeah. be talking with like this weird high pitch hissing you know, voice. Vo- hissing probably, voice. I bet you he was practicing the hissing voice for weeks before oh, he yeah. went in. They probably walked in and went, what? What do you mean yeah. we're not doing this? Yeah, no, you can't talk like that. I'm like, did you see the cartoon? There's yeah. a cartoon? Yeah. This is all I talk like. And where's my silver reflective mask? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a more or less a failed attempt. You know who else would have maybe whoa, been... Whoa, whoa. Side, side moment. Side oh. moment. This Star of Beer is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was pretty good. Anyways, carry on. Um, another one that could have played that part, I think, well, although I'm terrified to know what the voice would have sounded like, would have been Tom Hardy. Because you know it wouldn't have been what you expected it to be. It'd be like Bane, probably. I wish I could do the Bane. Oh, I wish like somebody could. The Bane with a lisp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on Tom Hardy's weird voice, vocal oh, choices. I love Tom Hardy. really do. I still haven't quite deciphered what accent he was in Venom, but I'm just going to say I loved it. It's like an English Brooklyn... See what I've, I've, I've a theory. I haven't looked this up, and someone else could probably correct me because I'm probably completely wrong on this. But England, Wales, Ireland, Scotland—I mean, there's lots of water in between a lot of them. Some sure. are completely connected. I envision that somewhere between Wales and England is a small little island, and that's where he was birthed and raised, kind of like in Twins when Arnold was raised off somewhere yeah. weird. And so he was raised there, and he—he he was the only person there who spoke. So he ended up with his own dialogue. He was raised by mutes. How did he learn English? I mean, we're assuming he knows English. I'm, I'm making up the fucking island. Like I don't. I, even know. I think he could just be mimicking. He could have been. Like, he could have learned a combination of like, uh, Pikey Welsh Pikey, which would be like a combination of like and some gypsy in there. And so just like it's all made up language. Oh like my god, Tom just, Hardy with a gypsy accent. Just go watch. Just anyone that is trying to understand what I'm talking about, go Snatch? watch Snatch, yeah. and then take that language that Brad Pitt does and combine it with another made up language of like from Wales and then throw some Gaelic in there. And then that's what he grew up on. So then it's the hearty accent. So then he had to learn English. So when he learned English, this is what we end up with this. This is my theory. And I think it's pretty valid. I, the Venom movie, it sounds like he's fighting the language. Like he, he's, it's very weird. It's still, still good, though, to be honest with you. No. Yes. No. Yes. Disagree. <laughs> There's a franchise for you. It's a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. Venom. Allegedly, at some point, Carnage. At some point, the Sinister Six. Maybe not Spider-Man. Yeah, but no, hold on. I just read something, though, that Spider-Man might actually end up in that universe. Oh, they also said the, he might show up in Venom, and he didn't do that. No, because of the rights are going to have a time. There's a timeline, apparently, on these rights. And when people were looking at Phase 4, like we are Marvel again. But if we were looking at Phase 4, there's yeah. no Spider-Man project. And, and they well, said allegedly, part of the problem with that is because the timeline on these rights burn out, and they haven't negotiated an expansion of these rights. So he might end up back in that universe. What I had heard was that that last Spider-Man movie had to hit like a billion dollars or whatever the hell it was that it hit, and it did, so they can continue to work together. But yeah, there was certainly that possibility that it could revert back. Oh, oh boy. That just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I don't feel so well about that. That's, uh, like, that's like losing your job in your car at the same time. Oh. Hey, I know of a no. That's not a universe. I don't know. What's the definition of a of a universe? Multiple individual movies then merging, or just multiple movies with multiple characters that get like equal screen time? 
I'm going to go with the multiple movies and multiple characters that equal screen time. Well, I don't know. Is that though? Is that or is that just like a, a franchise? Yeah. See, that's where the there, multi- there's a I think it's fine multiple, line. Multiple franchises. Yeah. Multiple. I would say multiple franchises. Because you could almost say like horror movies could fall in that place, but then but they they're be, more just franchises. But they got to be from the same studio. Yeah. The only one that I could think of that would have even remotely that would be like because of Freddy versus Jason would be that. Yeah. But that's not really, it's one off kind of thing. It's, I don't think that necessarily okay, well, counts. Okay, let's talk about some of the ones that are, well, at least one I can think of that's coming, and that's back to Godzilla. Okay. So you got Godzilla and um, the whole, yep. like, so you got Godzilla, Kong. you've got Kong Skull, Skull Island, you've got yep. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then uh, supposedly next year, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. And what I really like about this is that they're using the monarch element to be the common threat. Yeah, I like that because it makes sense. The way they introduced Monarch in King Kong was much better than how they did it in the first Godzilla, I must say. Um, but needless to say, there's some neat. Um, is it if you're really observing in uh, King of the Monsters? There's some neat connectivity tissue between Godzilla and the uh, Skull Island movie. I can't wait for that. I haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. I mean, one, I want to see Millie Bobby Brown. I'm looking yep. forward to that. But on the flip side of things, I mean the tying together of Monarch because you don't have to have the same characters. They just have to work for Monarch. So that, I mean, that gives you tons of flexibility right away. The monsters it's looking good. It looks good. And I loved when you watch the Godzilla, I mean, obviously recency bias because we just, I just literally watched it yesterday, but when I watched it, there was an element of Godzilla fighting the way Godzilla used to be like in the sixties and seventies, where he virtually was almost boxing. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where like he was stepping on the Mothra characters and stuff like that. The, and so I liked that. Um, I, I think there's definitely that an homage to the man in the suit kind of movement. Yeah. Like he, with the, with like the little, the, the kind of the arms and having yeah, to swing the yeah, body to, yeah. 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 And then they did the cool part. Like when he ripped open the moss face and shot his, uh, atomic fire down there. I'm like, you know what? That was really cool. How they yeah, did that. I, yeah. I liked it. And they didn't stretch too far with the stuff. Like they're chasing nuclear, you know, radiation, which is a great concept to make sense. And it's not, I mean, look, let's be fair. It's fantasy folks. But when they basically said they moved closer to the earth's core for the natural earth radiation. And now that we get all this shit going on on earth, we're triggered. It makes sense. Like yeah. it's not the craziest reach. So I liked that to, to bring out something that is a crazy reach. So needless to say, good time. Do you think they're going to go as far as making like a, a mecha Godzilla? Like, does this cross into some other at anywhere i can see a mecha godzilla coming because mecha godzilla is easy because it's the Pacific it's Rim. an organization or the government basically saying we need something to keep godzilla in check yeah we'll create something and we've seen with pacific rim that it can look good mm-hmm. they can make it look really good right so yeah and again i can't talk too much about uh king of the monsters but like there's certainly things that expand and ideas that, that kind of come out of that movie that yeah i think i think i think they're okay i don't they'd really have to are they, are they going to blow open many more characters, you think? Well, I mean, King of the Monsters has, God, I want to say eight, maybe eight more monsters in it. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Uh, most of the big ones are in it. Uh, no smog monster, Drats, um, but Mothra and King Ghadira and Rodan and like a lot of the big ones. Are really? In it. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, they, I think they really have to shoot themselves in the foot to screw up the next one. I mean, it's not impossible, but I think, I mean, you just you're making two monsters fight. I mean, how do you really screw that up? And the cult following is so good. Actually, how you do it, how you screw it up is exactly how they screwed up the Universal monsters. Is you make it about the characters, not the monsters. 
So they let, and I was happy about that with the way they did Godzilla, where they didn't. You had the person that you had to follow to go through it because you had to follow the person to go through it. But it really, at the end of the day, the outcome of that person was irrelevant. You really couldn't care less whether they died or, they died or not. Yeah, it was about the monsters, right? The only so thing I, I, I would say about that one that kind of bummed me out, if we're talking about like the human characters, I would have liked more of the Brian Cranston only because he kind of plays like the Dr. Loomis character in the Halloween movies where he's like the hype guy for Godzilla. Like he goes around basically screaming to people that they should be afraid. And you know, this is, you know, I like that amping up. Like he really makes you think, Ooh, you know, maybe this is really bad. Like I liked that. I wish he was in a little bit longer, but, but they, but they kind of messed that up though. Cause they split that between two characters. Yeah. Right. They gave the, Oh, what's his name? Air, uh, uh, Oh yeah, okay. uh, Wanabi. Yeah, yeah. So Juan, they split it into two characters. So Juan's the level-headed, I believe in Godzilla to save us, and then Brian Cranston was the they're all coming to kill us. Yeah, where that could have been the same character. They could have been that that character could have transitioned into he's here to save us. We need to help him. Right? Could have done that. Instead, they made two smart guys that never really lined up. So, it, whatever. It passing the torch kind of concept. So. But anyways, um, that's that universe. I think is going to be. It has stood the test of time. It has stood low budget. It has stood, just some ridiculous incarnations. Um, it hasn't wavered. It still has its core faithful audience, and it seems to have now the budget, some relatively good star power, and they're not letting the star power take over from the monsters. So between those criteria, well, and that was the complaint about the Godzilla movie is that there was too many humans in it. So King of the Monsters tries to, you know, swing that the other way. I think it was. I I didn't really necessarily have a problem with it. I think you have to start somewhat grounded in that first movie. You know, by the second movie, you're like, okay, I'm, I've already accepted there are these giant monsters. You might as well just give me as many as you want to throw at the screen. So yeah, well, even the Transformers were like that. If you think back. Yeah, because the there wasn't really one, as many, right? There wasn't as many. It wasn't as chaotic. It wasn't as crazy in the first movie. Yeah. But once it was established that they were around, like there was no more, there wasn't the first 30 minutes to introduce shit, right? Once they got rolling with it, <laughs> pun, uh, five minutes in, they're in the movie. Yeah. So and, and that made sense. I liked that. I liked the way they do that. Okay. Um, can you think of any others on top of your head? Yes. Okay. I just say we're gonna go. I suggest we start going to the ones I, the ones we want to see next. One more, but that I'm sure it's you haven't thought of it because it's right in front of your face is uh, the Viewisk universe. God, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That is a universe, shared universe, many characters crossing over between movies. Uh, specifically, obviously, Jane Saw and Bob. But uh, when you look at like Jane Saw and Bob Strike Back, and then the new reboot movie, you've got characters from you know five, six, seven movies that are in and out. So. That's, you know, in comedy movies, that's not really something you see. Now, he obviously based his whole idea on comics. That was where he came from and his passion. So that crossover thing kind of came natural to him. But yeah, that that universe is, uh, what are we at? Five, six, seven, seven or eight movies now, I think, but that are all tied. Actually, a lot more than you think. Yeah. Uh, hell, Jay and Silent Bob show up in Scream 3 if you watch it correctly there's one spot where they run through the lot which is doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense at all but it's there doesn't need to make sense though no so yeah that would be the only other one that i can think of off the top of my head and i'm sure there'd be broken lizard 
started to but are they tried. Shared? It's not. Sh- I don't think it's shared. I think, you know what? You're right. It's not shared. It's, it's not just shared. the same guys, right? But yeah, playing yeah. same troop. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure these people listening are like screaming ones at the. I was gonna say radio. I guess it's radio. It depends if you're listening. Head over to our website. Tell us what ones we missed. Yes, please, because this is it's a Friday night. Jesse, I'm thinking of you. It's a long weekend. I know you're thinking of shit. I mean, you can argue Game of Th- uh, not Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but that's just really taking. But then you wonder, that, like, that's also just taking four books. And yeah, making, exactly. And making six movies. But anyways, yeah. Um, but but same concept though. I mean, uh, storyline wise, I guess it does make sense. So now, if we look at ones we want, yeah, this is where I want to go because I got one. Do we want to stay away from? Because I think comics are no, an easy one. one, right? I got one. All right, well then go ahead. It's so easy. He Man and Shira. Okay, give me a successful He-Man movie to start with, or a She-Ra movie to start with. I don't mind. Then we'll see how that goes. No, no, no. I, I know this is what I want. Oh yeah, this I, is not what we've got. Because <laughs> we, although were, to be we entirely were, honest, we were you, not given this. Yet. If you were to give me a sequel to the 1987 Masters of the Universe with the same cast that are still alive, no, no, no. That that's your eclectic nature coming out. I'm you. on board for that. No, that's your eclectic. No, don't. Burn. It would be the greatest parody movie of all time. Whatever script is in front ooh, of ooh, the, ooh, the person who's got that, the script for it, light it on fire right now. Does this count? The Rocky and Creed franchise. Does that count oh, as a universe yeah, because I of would. the Creed? I, would. I saw Creed 2 the other day. Okay. Is it not good? It was really good. Fuck, really good. Really good. Really good. Did I not tell you it, Creed 2 blended together like multiple Rocky movies yeah. into one and it worked? Yeah, it worked. I, and like you really said, like you well. mentioned the the aspect of uh, Drago, uh, of like Drago and how he's a, he's basically been cast aside because he failed. How much empathy for Drago did you have? Yeah, like and sorry. I'm glad at the end there was a little bit of him Spoilers. changing. Yeah, a little because for a while I'm like he's never going to change. Like he's going to be that guy because I thought he was following that path. That okay. That's how he got there in the first place. Tons of spoilers. Yeah, folks. We've totally got tons of spoilers. It. There was a moment there when they were at the table doing the dinner thing. Yeah, that I thought he was going to cast his kid out just to get his old life back, and it wouldn't have surprised me as much as the movie told me he was going to like side with his son and his son yeah, was going to have a problem. They really left it for there a long time. There was a moment that everything was going, "Oh, he's back in where he wants to be." Like yeah. shit, this it is, is really creepy as hell that his wife was with this trainer. It, the whole yeah, it was. <laughs> but anyways, I anyways, love so that. Yeah. First of all, Michael B. Jordan. Like, I know you're not listening. Um, but on the flip side of things, you're a really good actor, dude. Like, I really do enjoy your your ability, your characters. You have made Adonis Creed kick ass. I really enjoy, and I'm a huge Stallone Rocky fan, like super passionate Rocky fan. So you have made me care about Adonis Creed as almost as much as I did about Rocky. A character a decade ago you would never have thought yeah. of. Or, you know. And on the flip side, um, I still think you were absolutely stellar as Killmonger. I think Killmonger still goes up in my top three of Marvel villains. I really, really enjoyed him. You just gave an edge to that movie that you was needed. You gave us an exact mirror of Black Panther. The evil mirror. Exactly what it was supposed to be. Like comics. Ooh, I'm good, sorry. Well, we're talking about him yawning. I'm a little tired. Uh, just... Anyways, so yes. We know why you don't he, like Black he Panther. And it's not anything to do with the reasons we're talking about. Jesus, man. <laughs> Low blow. That's terrible. <laughs> It's tell sound- me again about your He-Man and She-Ra movie. The soundtrack. You can't handle the soundtrack. That's right. It's not for me. So here's the problem. Casting He-Man. Oof. This is the challenge. It has to be an unknown. I really do think. 
because I think if it's somebody we know, you're going into that. I think it's it's a bias okay. right off the bat. Let me ask you this question. Because He-Man was an extremely cheesy cartoon. I can admit that. Right? I used to pray to God I was named after Prince Adam, but I wasn't. Um, it was Adam from Bonanza, apparently. Just wreck on your own history. Seriously. Anyways, no. Um, so He-Man was, He-Man was incredibly cheesy. But do you want the movie to, like your 87 Masters of the Universe, to hold some cheese ball? Or do you want us to actually get a little bit of development of He-Man? Because let's let's go down this road. Let's say we get three movies, one of them being a Shiva crossover. Okay, if that's the case, I can't let it just be cheese. It'll be too much. You gotta have some some development. No, I mean, I think ideally, I would want again, depending on the target audience you're doing, almost a Conan the Barbarian vibe. Where there is levity, but you want to go like actual real, like a little dark, a little. Yeah, I mean, you know, not maybe as graphic with the you know violence, maybe, but but you know, like the risk, the risk. Like he is in fact a bar, like essentially a barbarian. And Skeletor really goes hard on, you know, ripping things apart. Yeah, yeah, not like surface material, like he just stole a, a random jewel. It's like he mutilated a village. Yeah, but then I do want to see somebody give him a puppy and his heart melt and he becomes... But that, that's, the Shira, <laughs> that's the Shira crossover. Um, because I, I, we look at the cast of characters in, a, in that cartoon. You could have an edgy film because you look at Horak from Shira, right? Look at Beastman. You look at even... Oh, God. Um, Evil Lynn. She could be a terrifying character if they did her, right? Um, you could do a really cool rendition of this so if i think about how they did transformers they tried to get away from the soft cartoon edge and make it a little more realistic right which i thought wasn't too bad i feel like you could do that with he-man let the characters look at how the character was somewhat drawn and look at the description of the character let it take on more you know what we were six to ten to twelve when that was what we were watching so now that we're in our mid to late 30s let the characters take on the evolution of what we'd expect it to be, right? That adult version of it. So you'd be aiming more for us than for kids. Hundred percent. I'd be aiming 20, See, 20, my, 25 plus. That's where you're kind of going up against the wall because I think, I think Mattel or whoever owns the rights to it is going to have a hard time not marketing it to kids because of the money. They're gonna say, like, well, we can launch a whole new set of toys and. Didn't Deadpool change all that world? A little. I still think there's still a lot of that bias. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm on board. If it was successful, yeah, even, be great. even even the X Men. But now when I look said, at the X Men from the Fox X Men, yeah, they did go up against that. They weren't aimed at kids, but they knew very well kids were going to watch it. Yeah, right. And so I think that's now when I said He Man has to be an unknown. You kind of looked at me like you're not so sure. Do you have somebody in mind? I don't. I was I was thinking I might, but I just because. He-Man does need to be a physical prowess, right? Yeah, it's kind of a specific body type too, right? It's so, it's, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger it, body type well, from like the 80s, basically. The way, the way the casting has been in Hollywood the past decade, um, just take Hemsworth for Thor, for example. Yeah. If you really try to capture the character right, you can find them. Yeah. I think you can you find them. You could build them out to a point. Yeah. He doesn't have to be as over-the-top size-wise. No. If no. You can the fill characters... It. Sure, okay. It's appropriate with the rest of them, right? So I think you go down that road. I think you do a lesser-known unknown, whatever the case may be. 
you do need star power somewhere, but I think where the star power exists is his parents, the king, or um, I think you do the star power with the... Um... Skeletor? No. No, I don't. Would Skeletor just... be a human being, or would it be like a CG thing and it's just voiceover? Oh, come on. you got to do the fucking CG thing. You've got to give me a skeleton. Because if you don't... Yeah, like mo- eight, like do eight, motion capture, but eight, it's... 87 did everything they could to make it as close to a skeleton as possible. And arguably, probably one of the highlights of that movie yeah. was the skeleton. They, like, they that's the best super, they could do, yeah. Super hard, right? So, you know what? Go motion capture. Give it to me. Because with motion capture, you can give me anything. So, Andy Zirkus is Skeletor, and then someone has to voice him. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. He's good at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and give me a fucking Orko. See, and that's where you got to be... That's where you're walking a fine line on that on that levity, right? Really? It's, All I got to say is Rocket Raccoon. So when you did Rocket... No, but that's... You that, give me an edgy Rocket. Give me an edgy Orko. Yeah, but is Orko edgy? Sarcastic. Give me a Ryan Reynolds crossover with a... Um, Take take take. I feel the, like you're changing the entire character of Orko. No 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 no. Let him let him be a little more um, sarcastic, dry wit, not comical, whimsical. Because we're gonna adult, make it adult, right? Yeah. So we're not going to eight nine year old humor anymore. We're gonna go to twenty one humor. So twenty one humor is satire. It's wit. It's sarcasm. It's snarky comments, right? Let Orko be like he's twenty one, right? That's what I want. Orko's a millennial. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He should. He, Orko should be the the piece that was captured, that is us from our youth. That's now grown up. That's the consistent thread. All those other things can be new characters, like new personalities. You can do whatever you want with them. Orko should be the one that grew up, and have that sarcastic wit about it. So now, by your definition, though, this is a shared universe because of the Shira movies as well. You have to do the Shira movies, both, yeah. Because in this day and age, I think with the whole equality conversation, equity conversation, and I know it sounds really, you're, people are like, "What the fuck?" But seriously, women superheroes are kick ass. I'm sorry, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch has given me a whole profound vision of how kick ass Scarlet Witch well, is as a character. To be entirely honest, it. when you it. said Shira, I immediately thought, uh, and I would again four years ago, I wouldn't have thought this, but I thought of like Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, like that strong, powerful. Mm. Well, and, I mean, she's blonde too. Fine, but I would love to take um, Benet, Melissa Benet, who plays Superwoman. Is that the right? Or Benoist, or, Benoist. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Play Supergirl. Yeah, her, Shira. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she'd be the perfect Shira. Hundred percent. Could see that. Yep. And I'm sure there's others out there that I'm missing, but she or someone along those lines, absolutely perfect Shira. Um, and that could be your star power if you really wanted to for the Shira piece, because or you launch a new career. Because they've been doing a lot of that and they're doing really well with it. But whatever the case may be, I think you could do it. Where you, I mean, seriously, a kick ass warrior chick who is on a flying horse. I mean, I'm not trying to say Valkyrie, um, but we do it a little bit different. Um, and, and just think how cool it would be to fucking have Battlecat. Oh, yeah. Fuck, a Battlecat could be amazing. Um, fucking amazing. Man at Arms could be amazing. I mean, they're all, they're essentially, they're all comic book characters so i mean we've seen yeah. how comic book characters can look in this day and age so yeah. they will look good i'm not that i'm not uh i have no problem with this what i'm trying to think of is what i would want and i can't think of any right now of like a shared universe thing but uh no I, i'd be on board for that no, again I, I, i'd have to see I, the first one see i can see it go. look like this i could see it be castle gray skull uh we get skeletor we actually open with fucking skeletor we open with skeletor 
raiding villages, attacking Grayskull, starting to put his tyrannical will. Then we see the hardship fall on the kingdom. We see Prince Adam despairingly not know what to do. Oracle mentions the concept of Grayskull and some weird-ass history around Grayskull. He heads out to Grayskull because they're they're down to the last possibility of what to do. Everyone's telling him not to do it. Men-at-arms and uh, what's, his, what's her name? Tia. Tila. Tila, go out with them. You know, shit happens. And all of a sudden, somehow, some sequence of events, he ends up meeting the sorceress. He has to give something up to get the swords, an element we don't know about. That's a new piece. And then all of a sudden he gets, you know, the power imposed upon him. He comes back, he saves the village, fights off Skeletor, doesn't necessarily kill Skeletor. Maybe we sacrifice one of the, you know, few eclectic uh, villains that Skeletor has in his, you know, um, army of villains. We knock one or two of them off. Who cares? There's so many of them. Uh, and anyways, we end up in this point where peace for the time being, but not, you know, whatever. And we end with Skeletor, like reaching out to fucking Horak. Right. Then we get a She-Ra movie that less development, faster pace. And we get a Horak crossover with Skeletor midway through. She fights, blah, blah, blah. By the end of the movie, we get like a crossover with, he, and then I we think get at the third. end of her movie, she, or at some point in her movie, she has to like cut his hand off because you remember yeah, the yeah, toy for 100%. him. You have like all the different attachments yeah. on his stump. Yeah. So and then we end up with a third movie, maybe two two movie guarantee, and then maybe a third movie where that crosses over. And the one thing I wish they would do in the third movie that we never got in the cartoon is they actually fucking kill both Horak and Skeletor. <laughs> they actually ended done. Well, yeah. If you're planning a trilogy and that's yeah. it, that's what you do. I they guess end that but... shit. So, but anyways, and then. Uh, Go all like '80s cartoons and She-Ra and He-Man get married. Done. Enough. Uh, they weren't related, were they? <laughs> I don't know. I never watched She-Ra. I just we, assumed, we may I just have assumed... a Luke and Leia situation, which, by the way, somehow completely omitted the Star Wars universe as a shared universe. But, anyways, because yeah, it's just the beacon of all magic is Star Wars, so it doesn't count. Okay. Anyways, um, so anyways, that's my thought there. That's one. I got another one. Go for it. You're on a roll. Okay. Thundercats and Silverhawks. Okay. I was going to say Thundercats, but I'm like, well, it's not a shared universe. It's just a be a franchise. But I didn't know you're going to do a crossover. Again, has that been done? Cartoons did. Really? Yeah. I really got into those cartoons a lot, man. man I was an I only child who had a lot of time home alone. Okay. I mean, I'd be fine with a Thundercats franchise. I don't know if we need a shared universe with Thundercats. And really, do we stop there if we're going to do a shared universe? I think we should just fucking add a no, bunch. You bring in Voltron. Well, now you're just getting crazy. Oh, it's amazing. Bring in like Brave Star and like all those other cartoons from like space, but also a little fantasy. I don't know. Battletoads and Ninja Turtles. Oh, wasn't it Battletoads and Double Dragon? <laughs> Man, that was a great movie. Yep. Double Dragon? What? Awesome. Never mind. <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, so, wow. Back it up, back it up, back it up. First of all, Thundercats really does need to be does need to be a movie, first of all. It seems like it's stupid that it hasn't been done anything with it recently. You fucking gave me Avatar, which is Romeo and Juliet. Four more. Is po- it Pocahontas. Pocahontas, sorry. Yeah, you're there's right. four more coming, and there's a theme park. I thought of this the other day. I hope that second one tanks <clears throat> so bad. I thought of this the other day. So Disney lets 
James Cameron finish off the other however many movies sues the fuck out of him for stealing their intellectual property of because I guarantee the other ones are going to be stories like fucking Seven Dwarfs and shit. Aladdin. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Like, they're every, all going to be every there. Avatar movie is just a different yeah. Disney film. Yeah, or, he, yeah, okay. rips off a Disney princess. So then he, uh, they just wait till he's done and take all his shit. Like we'll trade you Titanic for what you've just stolen from us. We'll trade you for the rights so we don't kill you. But anyways, but there is something up there when I think about the fact that the Avatar ride exists at Disney. I'm wondering if they've secretly already bought it. I don't know. I, they're not getting my money. What? I don't know Anyways, Silverhawks at all. I remember it vaguely, but I couldn't tell you what it's about at, or what's going they on. They were some of the greatest action figures you could buy. You just okay. squeeze their legs, their arms went up, and then wings. I mean, that's all they did, but... Okay. And the story is what? I have no fucking clue. It was pointless. It was the same thing every week. But because yeah. the Thundercat story was much like Transformers, they were finding a new place to live. And then they, uh, yeah, they had tons of history. There's, ton- you know, Thundercats, the one cool thing there has tons of history to explore, actually. Kind of like, I guess, like Transformers, tons of history. Mummer be- ends up being a better mummy than the mummy. That'll be awesome. Well, he was, just in the cartoon. Um, but there was tons of history they were even tapping into with the cartoon. I thought it was kind of cool. And you didn't, what I loved about Thundercats was they didn't have to give me 80 million fucking Thundercats. I had the team that landed there. There's a little bit of history stuff here and there. Oh, they had sweet vehicles and sweet tech. Oh, they always had cool toys. They had the coolest shit that in a movie would be really cool to watch. And Mumra, I'm sorry, Mumra could be amazing on film. Mumra's like cool in both ways. He's cool when he's like a mummy, and then he's cool when he's like the the crazy, ever living, like bulked up, jacked up I, I, guy. With and his I just feel like there's a Scars guard that could play that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just assume that's who they, they. I just assume that's who they would be. But how many Scars guards is there? I don't know. I just assume. Let's take two. Let's take two Scars guards. We'll take one <laughs> as the the mummy uh, version, and one as the built one, and they just change. Oh, and Lino, I have no idea who you cast as Lino. Honestly, that would actually be really hard casting again. Yeah. Um, I feel like The Rock plays Panther. Yeah, Panthero. Sorry, I, I yeah, think yeah, I could see that. Yeah, really, just paint him like a gray blue color, and it's already done. <laughs> He's basically the the right size and shit. Just give him nunchucks now, and yeah. in a week or two, he'll have a mastered. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The problem is, if Jason Statham was taller, he could be the Tigra, but he's not tall enough, so he can't be Tigra. Okay. He can't be, and he can't be the kids because that's just weird. Yeah. So Tom Holland could be one of those kids, though. He's like in his twenties, isn't he? Maybe he's like a fucking small he is. He's yeah, perfect. and he looks like he's thirteen. And okay. if we're gonna use the Rock as the barometer for the height, like Lionel's got to be the yeah, same size as the Rock. That's true. So I'm thinking Jason Momoa, and then could Jason Momoa would actually do based on Aquaman could actually probably do a pretty good Lionel. See, I don't. I would have thought Jason Momoa for like He Man, but then I remember seeing Jason Momoa when he did that Conan movie, and I'm like, I don't think it. Would no, work. Jason Momoa's Lionel actually works really good. Yeah. The re- reluctant, irresponsible hero, hundred percent. That's him totally, and he's the same height as The Rock. So then those two actually work, and then if you let the rest of your casting go on height from there, it it, it could work. Totally, I can't think of any. Terry Crews could also do Panthero. I can't think of any of the other villains besides Mumra. I don't know why we keep making Panthero black. <laughs> he kind of was blackish, even for like he was blue for a reason. I think it was because he was supposed to be the black character. He was, yeah. He and was he, had, he had he had edge. He had culture. He you were hundred percent he had culture, right? He really did. He, did. he was totally like 
it was so actually more I think was slightly racist. All right, we're gonna fix that character <laughs> at the time. Wow, now that I think about it, it was really bad. Okay. Oh god, wasn't there an episode where he used like a boombox? Let's cut this out. Oh. <laughs> I can't hold I on. Were '80s cartoons racist? Is this another episode we have to do? I was starting to think they were. More, I'm really thinking I, about I this. Am sure, there's a lot of '80s television period that was like mm, that seems questionable. <gasps> oh my god, Snake Eyes. From J. Joe. Oh, I mean... Just the name alone. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. Yeah. We get yeah. This. Look, we didn't um, write... Uh, we're just... So we're clear. We are not in control of any of these properties. Not us. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So anyways, I, I do believe... Um, there was a few other cartoons looped in, and, and someone can correct me on this, and or, or hopefully they comment, that there was there was other cartoons looped in on this um, uh, Thundercat. There was a universe there. Because um, they did... I think they came from comic books or were launched into comic books, one or the other. Anyways, there, there's some opportunity for some shared universe there. But even at the very least, just give me Thundercast and then figure out if you want to add something to it or not. I'm cool with that. Um, but I do think that would be... There, there's an element there around that cartoonish thing that we could do. Uh, do you got anything else? Serial mascots. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Captain Crunch. Booberry. Count Chocula. Try, I'm trying to steer away from the from the uh, the I, monsters, but there's I, a few of them. I wouldn't be interested in that personally, but I feel like as a kids' movie that would work. Yeah. Although, do kids even eat cereal now? I don't know. I feel like you could bring the popples back in my pet monster. Again, are you forcing crossovers that didn't happen, or I don't know? Or am I just blending Saturday morning cartoons all I think together? You are, cause as like, if they're a crossover. And you know, pound puppies. I'm sure they were in there, right? I don't know. <laughs> The problem was that the TV shows and the commercials for the toys, they all blended together. I, I feel like they're all just one show that was six hours long on a Saturday morning. So I think they're all crossover. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to think of like amazing examples, but. That's all right. The <sighs> idea behind this is we are not the experts. No. We are the triggers of making other people think about these things as much as we do. And so we can carry the conversation forward because that's how our generation works. As Zennials, you know what? We're not always reinventing the wheel. Sometimes we take the wheel and we add something. We add a baseball card to it. Yeah, we regurgitate a lot of shit, right? The coolest thing we did to a bike, we added baseball cards to it. That's right. Did you hear me coming down the street? That baseball card now is worth $100, but I destroyed it in the back of my bicycle. Yes, exactly. That's how it works. We're thinking to do some sort of a crossover movie. Oh, that's what it was before men in black international came out, they were going to do somehow a 21 jump street men in black crossover movie. I do not understand that one at all, but that's not to say I wouldn't watch it because if the right people were behind it, the 21 jump street movies were hilarious. They were well done. I was surprised. So I don't know where that would have gone, but clearly it didn't happen. And I think men in black international tanked. Which, when I look at the cast from Men in Black International... It's a rental or whatever the hell that is now. Well, whatever. I looked at that as... Okay, Men in Black 1 and 2. Men in Black 1 and 2. 3? Hold on. Easy easy there. Apparently, there's a 3. I never see There is a 3rd. Men in Black 1 and 2. Well done. They're great films. They're very enjoyable. They're up there with the Brendan Fraser mummy because they can always... Better than that, really. But they're always replayed and really enjoyed. They're awesome powers. You just can replay it over and over again, and it's really, really good. Dumb fun. You don't have to think too hard. It's just entertaining. And consistently good. And the more you watch it, nothing ages. It's comfortable. 
Men in Black 3, mixed bag. Um, we'll leave that one alone. Sometimes they just need to learn to stop it too. Anyways, uh, we carry on. See, Back in Future did th- Back to the Future did three. It worked well. Everyone else tried to do it. Star Wars did three. It worked well. Everyone else tried to do it. Eh, not so much. Anyways, we carry on. Indiana um, Jones did three. They did three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they worked well. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, Better Black International. I liked the idea because it was a bit of a reboot concept. Letting uh, what's her face there, uh, Tessa. Tessa, Tom- Tessa Thompson, who I really, really enjoy. Letting her take the lead of possibly being the the Will Smith character, the Jay character, sort of character rendition, and a potential. See, I couldn't tell from the trailer. Are they both new or no? No, he's the, the Hemsworth one around he's for a the while. Arrogant, okay. longstanding. But it, but instead of Tommy Lee Jones being the old, Crusty. I know everything. Yeah, yeah. He is the young. Everything works out. I'm the best, but not because I'm good. Right. And that sucks. Liam Neeson is the real like superstar there apparently. So he's just the everything works out for him because he's Chris Hemsworth type of thing. And they tried to take the character almost Which is like, based on his real life, I'm sure. Well, they almost took the character like the guy from Vacation. So did you watch the Vacation movie with Ed Helms? Yes. Okay, so so he was in that, right, as the brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Who, like everything in his life was yeah, perfect. Yeah, like, he was right. feeding steak that's to right. cows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway... <laughs> forgot he was so great in that movie yeah. but i feel like they took that character and they tried to put it in men in black international and that as fun as chris is doing that which is very entertaining it wasn't needed you didn't need to do it that way he could have been the tommy lee jones character style and that gives the re- and, and the reason i say that isn't because i wanted a reboot is because that recipe works like just look at lethal weapon the recipe works yeah right if you want that lethal weapon pairing Right, you should have stuck with that lead the weapon pairing. Is the reason that works? Yeah, I mean, you have two. Well, I mean, that scenario is you've got one guy that's been around forever, one guy who's new. But even if they did, um, what happened? Predator and Alien universe. Anyways, carry on. Didn't that ha- wait? What category is this? It failed. You want it or you liked it? No, I just we forgot about it altogether, and then no, that's it, all right. And then it also covers all three of those categories. <laughs> yeah, the potential, amazing. It happened, eh? Uh, and we'd like it to happen well. It's its own universe that got lost. It got lost in upon itself. Well, and it's funny because those two movies, they and there's two, which is insane. They are completely untied from the other movies. Like none of the other movies reference what happened in those movies. They're, they're like if the timeline just branched off and went its own way. I don't even know where to go with any of that. Like, Don't. It's not worth it. So much potential. Yeah. Maybe. So much potential. No, it really is, though. They're re- Listen, you go back, Predator 1 and 2. You go back, the original Alien. I, I would even say the original trilogy. You look, The merging of those could be so beautiful. It makes sense. Then they gave us shit like Prometheus, and you're just like, oh, God, what'd you do? Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Oh. Actually, they weren't that bad. Oh, here we go. No, Alien vs. Predator wasn't that bad. Was it even, was it that good? It was exactly what you expected on TBS at one o'clock. That's it. I think it's strangely low budget. Like, but it wasn't. There's no way that was cheap. No, but there's no way that was cheap. But yet it all takes place in like a pyramid. Isn't the first one like in the the Arctic? yeah. Yeah. So everything's indoors, essentially, once mm. they get in there. So it's mm. all closed spaces. So there's no money on the set, really. Except the costumes. 
there's nobody like I couldn't name other than the guy that played Bishop, which is the only thing that came out of those movies that I thought was neat was that they their their universe says that the Bishop android was based on the guy because he plays the Whalen or Utah well, Whalen yeah. I guess um, from the Whalen Utani. So the android Bishop uh, is based on his appearance. So the same actor. So I thought that was kind of cool. But is there anybody else in those movies? Is there anybody that was in those movies that is now famous and we they somehow got by without people remembering? I'm struggling with the female lead in the first one. I almost feel like it was Thandie Newton. I don't think so. I, I can't imagine she'd do that. Back then? No, man. That's that's after like Mission Impossible 2. That's after Crash. Nah, yeah. I don't think she'd do that. Fair enough. Mission Impossible crossover with anything? A-Team? be good you know what i rewatched that if they did do it i watched i rewatched that recent 18 the one that came out whatever it was five years ago bradley cooper it's not bad it wasn't i mean it's not smart but it's again it's just big dumb fun there's there's something there there could be some sort of crossover i think a better crossover might be knight rider and 18 yeah although i think also like magnum pi that's really hard to get over the star of that tv show like I think people would have a hard time replacing Hasselhoff. Oh, why would you replace him? Hasselhoff would just be the guy who's like in the office now who doesn't drive. Right, he's like the old character from yeah, the TV it's show, his kid. And, and, and it's, it's his, his company. Kid, it's his kid. Well, what's his company, right? Yeah. Night Industries. Yeah. Oh God, what I remember that. So it actually works. Okay, hold on. I might be onto something here. But then the A team, you'd recast the A team, probably right. Like you'd have. Newer people because they got to be y- younger. Do we put Michael B. Jordan there too? No, nah, he's not big enough for Baracus. Can we can we just continue with the cast from the the most recent movie with like Liam Neeson and uh, Rampage isn't doing anything? You couldn't, so. you couldn't afford it. Yeah, Bradley Cooper would be way too much. Oh money yeah, now. Bradley Cooper way too much money now. Everybody else would probably be somewhat reasonable. Liam Neeson will do anything. Just put Tom Hardy in there somewhere. Oh God, <laughs> he totally give me face. But we call him accent. <laughs> and, and no one knows what he's saying the whole time. Yeah, it'd just be that weird. Yeah. Oh, God. What did he say? <laughs> oh, my God. You do, Gabane. <laughs> it's like, what did he say? I think he said, I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you get enough of those 80s shows and put them together, I mean, you could do like Knight Rider Airwolf. I mean, that's kind of the same vein. One was on land, one was in the air. It was oh the God. same thing. Didn't they try stealth? Oh, man. I forgot about that movie. Wow. And that movie had a cast. Wow. Well, it had yeah, okay. It had a cast. Hold on. At the time, they were super pretty oh, big. Yeah, all movies have a cast. Uh, Jessica Biel was in that, right? There's still some Blade Trinity. LL Cool J? Samuel Jackson? No, SWAT. Am I getting SWAT mixed up with stealth? I am getting SWAT mixed <laughs> up with stealth. Not all of it. Because Jessica Biel was in stealth. <sighs> Jamie Foxx was in stealth. That's it. Yeah. Holy God, those and movies where I was, were both and, terrible. And where I was going to go with Jamie Foxx is, um, you know who I don't want to see a movie anymore is Jamie Foxx. <laughs> wow. Baby baby Driver. I haven't seen it. Is he not good in it? No, but his death is fantastic. Because mm. <laughs> you actually spoilers don't like him when he dies. And, you're, and, not, and not just because... Spoilers. Not just because of the character they give you, you're not supposed to like. It's because you just legitimately don't like him in it. And so when they drive the thing into his head. Spoilers. 
Yeah, at rapid speed. Spoilers. There you go. Uh, it's worth it. You feel better about what it. What movie are we talking about? I've already forgotten. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah. Sorry. Worth, I'm, worth I'm still watch, stunned that I... I think for a long time I thought SWAT and Stealth were the same movie. <laughs> Probably were. Holy God, that was a bad time. That's just like a... Just the... So bleak so, mid two thousands so, of. But this is okay. This is interesting. So with with our generation, we grew up with a whole plethora of movies from the late nineties, early two thousands, where they threw a bunch of crap our way, which almost felt like they're all integrated, because a lot of it was a repetition of the same movie. Right. Yeah. I didn't need Deep Impact and Armageddon. I needed one of them, but I didn't need both of them. What about Deep Blue Sea? Wait a second. That was awesome. Also, do you know there's a sequel to that movie? Thank God. I'm trying to get a hold of the first one for my kids. Wait, what, what, why'd you laugh? Uh, no reason. You could just tell them the plot. Remember that movie you saw, The Meg? It's like that, but Samuel Jackson, uh, he gets eaten by a shark. No, it's completely different. Sorry, that's right. They're studying the shark brains to try to cure Alzheimer's, and then they make their brains real big, and then they I forgot kill the them. part that they were trying to cure people. <laughs> yeah. I just remember they made the brains too big. Yep. Like a certain character dies too quickly. LL Cool J's in that movie too. Is LL Cool J in all these movies? <laughs> oh my God. Is it the LL Cool J shared universe? That's it. it. Is. That's it. That's my contribution. The LL Cool J shared universe. Go back through all his movies. He was the same character in all of them. Mic drop. That's it. That's my that's my weak contribution to this. LL Cool J shared universe. You're right. Wow. And you know what? Even if he has different jobs on these how movies, did, I think you could connect the dots. How did his agent pull that shit off? That's awesome. Hey, look, a guy in the role for you. Same thing. I mean, I think in one movie he was a cook, but then in another movie he was a pilot. Hey, guess what? It worked for Under Siege, so it'll work for this too. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't spit your drink. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think there's something there. I think we should revisit this in, in <laughs> six months' time. I think I'm going to do a research paper. Wow. Wow. So you're saying another episode is going to be characters, actors who played the same role in different movies. The episode title is, of course, called Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my God. You're like on fire now. That's awesome. I mean, come on. Come on. You can tell me he was a lawyer. Come on. It's Matthew McConaughey. Actually, there's another character who does that a lot, too. is Mark Wahlberg. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> next episode, when you get back from your trip, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about all the people who are just playing themselves, probably? Question mark? Man. There's a few. There's there's definitely a few. John Cena? Actually, no, no. You know what? Back that truck up. John Cena actually has more depth. Did you see him in Blockers? That's what I mean. He was good in Blockers. Yeah, yeah. And you go back to the Amy Schumer one he was into. Yep. It was good. Yeah. But when he tries to do action, I actually wish he wouldn't do it. I, I wish he would stay in the comic it's realm. true. The more I think about it, his, yeah. His I, comic, I prefer he, him more in the, the comedy and stuff. And they tell you how hard comedy is, and he's actually really good at it. So he should just take that and run with it. Yeah. Because there's a niche for him there. He's really good at it. Just like The Rock's really good at it, but The Rock can pull off action. Yeah. Cena just has to accept the fact that he can't. He just—he's too robotic. He's t- his crew cut is ridiculous. He's just too robotic. 
it just I'd too... say he should shave his head, but does he want that? He's a living action figure. All right, speaking of John Cena, speaking of The Rock, and speaking of what's coming out this weekend, we should probably mention, because it fits perfectly to this uh, theme, we have Hobbs and Shaw coming out. We have a theme? Wasn't that? The, I don't oh, know. my God, another universe. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just pulling up the reins at the end of this. Uh, That's why there's two of us. Yeah, so Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. How long before that changes? Oh, next, I think it's next movie. It really, I think it's going to come down to like negotiating. Like you're going to have Vin Diesel like, look, you know, it's not happening. Or I'm, I walk in there and be like, kind of weighing like, okay, is that a problem for us if he walks? Because I don't know, man. I, I depends on how well the movie does. I guess. I feel like I feel like the the boardroom is set up. Vin walks in all angry. He's got someone with him because he's got to have some sort of posse. Sits down and he goes, This is bullshit. He's not big though. This is bullshit. He's gonna have two big giant bodyguards beside no, him. No, no, I don't care. I don't care what he brings. He brings a fucking dog in a purse. He comes in and he says, This is bullshit. Fuck this. He goes, That has to have Fast and Furious title. These are in my universe. I'm the fucking character. Blah blah blah. If not, I walk. And all they do is they just pull out this little piece of paper and they go, We're ready for that. Here you go. And they hand it to him. And then he looks over to his right, and there's just another white bald dude sitting there looks kind of like him possibly a stunt double have you seen a stunt double looks just like him they could do it he's ready to take over his job they're like uh thank you for uh, your service uh we look forward to the next uh riddick movie i guess i don't know what else have you got left and uh, we'll talk to you later you went there well i mean come on look i love the guy but what else has he done uh do we need to turn the lights up to blind you yeah i guess just I don't know. I we'll see how that movie turns out, but uh, and, and all they do is they turn a turn the TV screen on and it's the Rock and he's like, "Hey, buddy, it's good to see you. Like, I just want to let you know it's been a pleasure working with you." And you know, and, he's uh, in like Hawaii or yeah, something. Oh, like, he's he's no, somewhere. No, and he's like, "I'm on set at the next Hobbs and Shaw." Hobbs and Shaw. No, no, I'm on set on the next Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> no, no, he's on. I'm I'm on set of the next Hobbs presents Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Shaw presents Fast and Furious Nine. Like, what is this bullshit? No, no. Fast and Furious reboot. Oh. <laughs> And it starts out with The Rock talking about family, and they're all racing, and they're stealing car parts. <laughs> and they just take it all away from Dom in, like, two seconds. And they kill Dom in the opening scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you don't even... You, again, you see, like, the back of his stunt double, and that's and they, about it. And they do it where he gets hit by, like, a train. Like, so they know he's dead. And they go to actually medically revive him, and someone shoots him in the face. <laughs> then an anvil falls on his head. I don't know. <laughs> they just wipe him out. Anyways, with that being said, I, I do see that uh, Hobbs and Shaw will take over. Again, big dumb fun, right? So, And we love both the, the main actors in it. Oh, so, oh, actually, all three of the main actors in it. Yeah, Idris kicks ass. Um, and, you know, good for him because he needs, I, th- I think, uh, you know, besides being a good actor, sometimes good actors need money checks. And this is a good money check, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, I like him. He's I don't know how much money he got for Pacific Rim, but I imagine he got paid better for this. Yeah, and then, you know, Luther came back for a fifth season, which he made a lot of money on. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed him in that DJ movie he did on Netflix. The Rock needs a lot more money because clearly, no, I don't know. That man is going to be president of the United States someday. I'm but hoping for I'm another calling, Expendables I'm, 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 movie, and I want I want him in it. And now that he's tight with Jason Statham, why not? I'm actually going to hesitate on that one. I would love to see him sharing the same screen with Arnold how? and Sly. How? No, I mean, literally how? I mean, he's physically too large. And, and secondly, 
his personality is bigger than all the Expendables put together. Well, then you'd have to do it like they did with like... Uh, no, no. You know what? Oh, got it. He's the villain. Yeah. That would balance out. That's the only way. Now, that'd be, that'd be tricky. Kind of no. takes you back to the wrestling thing because it's hard to flip him, you know? You gotta no, make him it's a... not. He's the best at flipping when he wants to. Yeah, okay, but... He's good at it. When was the last time we saw him as a bad guy in a film? Maybe that's why he'd take the role. Exactly. Because he yeah. hasn't done it in a while. It'd be the perfect place to do it. Okay. So, um... It, how do we put intellectual property on what we just came up with? <laughs> yeah, trademark, copyright, I don't know. But listen, uh, we know you're all listening, so um, Sly and Arnie... Uh, who else? Statham, you guys, you guys. Remember that time? You guys. Maybe even Randy Couture might be listening to us. I don't know. Randy Couture may be listening <laughs> to us. Actually, who? Yeah, who on the Expendables is more? Dolph, listen, Dolph, buddy, buddy, get this to Sly. I know you're still talking. I think. So yeah, that's uh, okay. All right. So, anyways, um, one more thing before we wrap up because we're getting to the end here. Do they do a Creed? And you talked about it earlier. Do they do a Creed three? I told you I had an opinion on that, but I actually really don't. I just wanted you to watch Creed 2 and then tell me what you thought because I don't I, know I, if they I, do I it. do hope they do at least one more and it really goes against my inner feelings, but I think the way that this movie ended, it needs to be a Creed movie without Rocky in it. It needs to be Creed standing on his own. It needs to be the Creed movie where Rocky dies. I don't think he's going to die. I yes. think that they were going to kill him off in the, in the first one, and they didn't. And this one, they left it so he's out of the picture. I think he's done. This was a movie about different fathers and sons at different stages in their lives. Mm-hmm. And the way that movie ended with him and his son, I think that's him going. And he says that at one point. He says, "This now it's your turn. It's your turn. So it'd be smart if he wasn't in the movie, he's- I think. Part of the movie, but I think that takes away. I think it takes too much away from. Part of the movie starts. The opening starts with him dying, like in Rocky Three, when Mick died, and it passes it on. I know they tried to do it that the polite passing of the torch and not killing Rocky off, but I think they need. I think if you're gonna do that, I would rather he's not actually in the movie, and I would rather it starts and he either has just recently died. Or something mm. like they killed off Polly, or they killed yeah. off Adrian. Yep. He's he's dead. Yep. You know he's visiting the grave site, that kind of thing. I I think if but and, uh, I think and if also, Stallone's in it, it takes too. I think it'll take too much away. From, and with their only don't give me Stallone's kid. What's that? And don't give me Stallone's kid in no, anything. No, I nope. think they tied that up fine. They yep. don't need to do that more. And I think I think he needs to have a movie without. And I love Stallone, and I I think Michael B. Jordan can carry the movie. So I think now I can. Yeah, 100%. I think he needs that. I think he needs to be able to prove I think, that. I think the opening is Rocky's kid gets a hold of Creed to come to the funeral or whatever, and they they do a shared thing at the funeral, and that's the opening. Yeah. Okay. And now it's now it's Creed's life without without Rocky, and he's a mess, you know, because Rocky's dead, and maybe but, he's got to overcome he's, that. He's at the height. He's at the height now. Like we we haven't had the height. Like he was doing well. He was champion, but he hadn't defended yet. Yeah. So we're going to get like he's 22 and 0 was champion. And he's on the top of the fucking world, right? Like mega, mega star. Like think back to Rocky. Four? Yeah, four. Mega star. Get a little beaten up. Get a little run down. Uh, and now. See, I think that's what I think that's what you do. If you make it a trilogy, I think you make yeah. it so that he's deep into his deeper into his career now. Yeah. And 
a lot of these guys have to retire early because of things like concussions and stuff yeah. like that. And I think yeah, that I might want, work. Its I way want the it. cycle of Creed. I want Creed to become the trainer in Creed three. I want Creed to, or his boxing career to end. And he has to figure a way to hang it up. And then at the end of the movie, it's him accepting that he's training the next gen. Yeah. I, I, I Don't I think give me five movies. Just do it in three. Yeah. I think if you're going to do that, I think you save it. I, I think you have that piece at the end that either hints at or shows that he's getting into that coaching mm-hmm. thing. Because then it's a mix he's of... More, it's there, that character, actually. More empathetic. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's a mix of what he's learned from Rocky. Yeah. He's kind of a son to Rocky. As well as he was able to do what his dad wasn't, which is to retire from the business alive and healthy or somewhat healthy, yeah. you know, depending on how the story goes. So, And it, the way he's empathetic around his wife and his daughter, that he's a completely different compassion, compassionate character. So that, that you can do this arc quicker. You don't need five movies to do and it. And Rocky was a bad father. That was his thing. He yeah. was... that. It, no. That's his arc is and, that he ended up alone. And so Creed's arc is that he refuses to end up alone and he He parts. chooses the family over the boxing versus the boxing over the family. God damn it. Write the cut the check. It's over. We're done. We've now wrote franchise after franchise. <laughs> We've got sequels lined up. We are busy. You will not hear from I'd us now for movie. six months. I'd see that movie. We have a lot of writing to do. We're dictating. We need to find someone that can write. Yeah. Awesome. Fair enough. I feel productive. This is a good meeting. I told you this was. A good, I told you this was a good topic. We had some good stuff. I know we were a little all over the map a little bit, but to be fair, the, the wait, are we recording right now? Yeah. The oh movie. my god! I thought we were just talking shit. I mean, I didn't even hit the hit the button. Did you hit the button? I'm just the Marvel universe, like the Marvel universe, has spurred something. I think that it's a much, shadow, right? Everything's much, much of living in that shadow. Yeah. Well, I think of a. I think movie franchises and movie universes cannot live in that shadow. If they stick to their own guns, they stick to their own truths, they stick to their own stories, they don't try to replicate that Marvel universe. There's pieces of that recipe you can borrow. It's like, look, there's flour in that recipe, so you're going to use flour, but don't have to use everything else the exact same way. Your main ingredient needs to be 89% LL Cool J, and your franchise and your shared universe is it's top notch. Oh, God, no LL Cool J. I have a lot of films I need to go watch now. <laughs> He did a lot of films. You know that, right? Oh, I know. Most of them are awful. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself watching them. Stell Swat. <laughs> he's still I need to be proven that he's in, not in one of those movies. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> he's still not sure which one's which. One's about a fucking plane and one's about a SWAT team. Like, they're two totally different Deep films. Blue SWAT. I got nothing. This is, yeah. I don't know. This might be a short episode, but I, I think we've covered. I we think we're covered. good, man. No, honestly, I mean, if we miss some universes, feel free to share. Them. Oh, we missed a lot. I'm I sure. still feel like um, Saved by the Bell, California Dreams could be a movie as well. But anyways, you know what? Netflix series. That is a Netflix universe series that you could go. We didn't even go down that road of what Netflix could do on shared universes. And have they already started and we don't realize it? Because I feel like there's some stuff that Netflix has got going on where they're, re- they're doing their own movies that could very well be universes and we didn't tie that together. Yeah, yet. we kind of kept it mostly theatrically, but... Uh, yeah, and, and listen, with all these apps coming out, you know, uh, the apps that are out and the ones that are coming out, we're going to get a lot of cool stuff, weaving stuff together. This idea of movie cinematic universes is going to really exponentially take off with these, uh, these apps. It's going to change shit big time. Is yeah, gonna, and I think I think you're going to see more of it in television too. Like you've got like The Walking Dead is now announcing a third show that's going to be in that universe. Like things like that. I think you're going to see more of it. Did you just on a final note? Did you hear how they edited the the comic book? Uh, 
they, like, they didn't tell anybody to like. The oh day, yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's great. Was they, then they did fake covers and sent them out for like the preview box. That's amazing. So amazing. I love that they did that. See, that made me. That that almost made me go back to the television show to pick up where I left off out of pure respect. But then I stopped, and realized that the book I respect, the show I don't. So I didn't go back. Yeah, well, and I don't think AMC is going to be like, yeah, we're going to do 10 more years, and then, like, next year, cancel it. They're going to be like, money until it's gone. Yeah, I like Kirkman in the book was a smart move. Kirkman in the TV show, I don't, th- I just don't see, I don't feel like he's involved or have as much control. Not as much, Because I if think. he did, he would have fixed a lot of shit by now. So, anyways. All right. Anyways, we'll leave you at that. And, uh, anyways, that's another episode of Happy Zen Podcast. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And do not forget to visit our friends over at deadlygroundscoffee.ca and use your Happy Zen uh, promo code promo code at checkout and uh, grab yourself some kick-ass coffee. Yeah. Get that discount, uh, $80 uh, or more. You get free shipping and uh, it's worth it, man. It's worth it. And don't forget, as we discovered last week, head in store, Happy Zen. That's right. And if we're wrong, correct us later. Don't come find us. Yes. All right. Until next time.